Welcome to a lack of business orientated episode of the Professional Plumber Podcast with myself, Willem Plopper, your host. And in this episode, we're going to discuss and talk about VAT, value added tax. And we're going to talk about what it is, why it exists, um, and some tips and advice for plumbers who own their own business, works for themselves, etc. And now joining me for this conversation is Jacques Drotsky from uh, Drotsky Boss of Accounting and Secretarial Services. Jacques, you're a professional um, and qualified accountant. Yes. Jacques, welcome. Thank um, you. We, we're happy Willem, to have thanks. you on this. I think that we're going to, the questions that I have for you is going to bring some clarity on the subject of, uh, you know, not only accounting, but I mean, VAT specifically for for our plumbers out there. Okay, no um, problem. Let's hope I can uh, answer your questions. Yeah, the fact is that... be of some assistance. <laughs> <laughs> the fact is that there are so many plumbers out there. Um, plumber, plumbing is a very complex and technical uh, um, and, and physically demanding job that, that requires physical labor. labor. But uh, the fact is that many plumbers out there have that knowledge and that skill and that uh, expertise and experience, but they they still have to learn the business aspect when they start their own businesses or start working for themselves um, or start their own plumbing companies for that matter. And hence, we, you and I have brought, brought you into this episode to no, thanks. just talk to them about fat specifically. Good. Yeah, I know there, there is a lot of pitfalls and uncertainty when you do start your own business and not everybody gets educated on it, yeah, either via school or after school and, and especially when you have to learn on your plumbing side, nobody goes and tells you what VAT is. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that it's something that's regularly or readily taught at the uh, the vocational schools and, and educational institutes where plumbing and plumbers are, are trained. No, too, I agree. So for our listeners and our viewers, um, we are going to make for a very interesting conversation, Jock and myself. But before we get to all the details of our conversation, we're going to cross over to a quick ad break. Please do stay tuned because these ads are for your benefit, they're for your interest. Jock and I will be back right after this. We actually don't want to talk about it. Are you worried that CPD is getting in the way of your work? I really just don't get it. I don't even know where to start. Are you intimidated by the latest technologies, new materials, or even perhaps new methods of doing things? Is 
self-improvement important to you? Do you feel as if you lack behind with where the industry is moving forward? Fear not, for we have some exciting news just for you. The BRB's launch of the CPD Rewards Program means that CPD no longer has to feel like a heavy burden to you. The CPD Rewards Program acknowledges the hard work that you've put in while you strive to improve yourself while remaining up to date with the ins and outs of the plumbing industry in South Africa. Through the CPD Rewards Program, you will be rewarded for your efforts in continuously developing yourself with discounts and, of course, various prizes. It cannot become more enticing than that. Here's how it works. Depending on the level of tier you are on, whether that be blue, bronze, silver, gold, or even diamond, you will be rewarded with things like discounts on COCs or even Proud Plummet t-shirts or your annual renewal fee. And of course, various prizes. Welcome back to this business-orientated episode of the Professional Plumber Podcast with myself, Willem Plopper, and my guest, Jacques Drotsky. Um, in this episode, Jacques and I are discussing VAT, value-added tax. And I have a, I'm going to bombard Jacques with questions, but before I do, Jacques, let's just introduce you to our audience, our, listener, our listeners and our viewers, just so that they know who you are, how you fit into the picture, and uh, why it is that I got you on the show to discuss that with him. Oh, thanks, Willem. Um, yes, um, you Oaks got hold of me via um, the fact that uh, we provide some services to the PIRB. Um, myself, have um, I've got my own business that um, I started 25 years ago when um, did my degree, did my honours degree. Uh, I registered at the South African Institute of Professional Accountants, uh, shortly called SIPA. Um, I myself is a professional accountant and we mainly have services ranging from bookkeeping, individual company taxes, we do value-added tax returns or VAT returns for short, uh, company payrolls, uh, submitting the payers you earn submissions monthly, we set up financial statements and we do compilation reports. We do not do any auditing work, um, we're not registered to be an auditor, we only only registers as professional accountants. So there's a certain amount of uh, work that we do not do on the on the auditing side, but we do a lot of the other stuff mm -hmm. that uh, builds up to the companies that need to be audited. Off air, before we started recording, we, you, you did explain to me very briefly the difference between the auditor and the accountant themselves. Um, Jacques, certainly it sounds like your company does a variety of things and it provides a variety of services. Um, to a variety of aspects of the financial side 
of business. Yes, we do. And 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 that's hence the fact that I got you in here to come and have this discussion because I think a lot of plumbers out there um, have got all these questions and they need to get this understanding when they need to learn these things when they start their own businesses, when they start working for themselves, when they register a company and start employing other people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so a lot of them have a lot of questions and one of those questions is, what kind of taxes, what types of taxes, because we keep using the phrase and the word tax in, in our introduction and, and what you guys do as part of your services, what kind of taxes are there in South Africa? Um, and which of those specifically applies to businesses or services? Look, there's a, there's a lot of different tax acts that uh, the South African Revenue Service uses to administrate the revenue streams. Um, the most important ones will probably be your individual tax for individuals. Um, you will have your company tax act that uh, now looks after the companies and closed corporations that your registered businesses or your legal uh, entities. Then because of those two major taxes that you've got, then you've got your value-added tax act, you've got your pay-as-you-earn, that's got to do with salary earners. Other than that, you'll probably have estate duty tax um, and there's donations tax. Going deeper into, into businesses, you'll have dividends withholdings taxes when you have a profitable business and you need to take out some cash for yourself when it's due, uh, you'll be confronted with value-added tax, uh, dividends with holdings tax. And uh, so, yeah, and there's, there's, a, there's a few others, um, but not necessarily specifically for, for businesses, more individuals or exports and so on. Okay, so we, we, we speak about one of those taxes being VAT. Yes. And our, the subject and our topic for today is VAT. Value-added tax. Let's define it. What exactly is it? Um, and, and then let's go a step further to say, why is it called value-added tax? And then one last question to top that off is, how is it even charged? How, how, how does it get added on? Um, well, the value-added tax gives you an idea of it is charged or levied on products and services that has a value component added to the service or to the to the product itself. It is a the tax is is, is aimed to be paid by the end user um, of that value added service or product um, based on where. We uh, just check my question here. Sorry. Um, it's a supply. It's more. It's it's got to do with your your supply chain management. If you go, if something goes through a supply chain, and the end you've got a, a product, and that value is levied then at fifteen percent to that. The end user pays that. Hmm. The consumer. In other the words, consumer. The yeah. The end user. user. Yeah. That's that's the consumer. That's the consumer. you and I. That yeah. The if individual. We purchase, purchase yeah. a product, for example, at a at a shop, for example, um, and that adds value. That's maybe food that that I buy. Yeah. Um, then that adds value to my life as a consumer, and therefore value added taxes added to that. That's correct. That, that, that's how 
the term belly added tax came about is to have an have a different vehicle than normal income tax to to tax uh, the end user. Oh. And and how is it charged? How would a, a service or product provider charge it? How where does it come in uh, when invoicing is done, etc.? It is charged based on the invoice that is that is supplied. If 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 the service provider is a registered VAT vendor, as they call it, then he needs to levy the 15% VAT onto his service or goods that goes to the end user or the intermediate user. Um, but as soon as you are a VAT vendor, you are obliged to, with every invoice that you provide or submit out of your company or your business if you're a sole proprietor, you have to levy that VAT and your your customer has to pay it and you are obliged to or you have to pay it over to SARS. So off air again, before we started recording, you and I had a discussion about it, about adding that onto your invoice and you said an invoice is made up of all the things that you are charging the customer or the, the consumer for. Uh, let's say, for instance, a plumber uh, charges ahead. They've got a service rate, an hourly rate that they charge right, for their services. Obviously, parts and goods that they install, products that they install will be added onto, onto that invoice yes. because that has to be covered as well. But let's say they charge, they include on the invoice um, their physical labor, um, they make provision to cover the expenses and costs for uh, the, 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 the vehicle that they drive with, the mileage that they have to travel, the, you know, the petrol That's expense. Correct, yeah. All those are calculated to work out a service rate. And then they come up with a figure, let, let's say, for instance, just as an example to our listeners and our viewers out there, 650 rand per hour. And then that has to be charged on top of that on top of that to the consumer that's so correct. when they invoice that's the 650 rand that they come up with and then they say 15 percent of this is equals to this so add that to the amount then the total amount would be so much per hour that they that, that'll be the right yes inclusive of inclusive of the vet if they're a vet vendor if they're a vet vendor. and that's exactly where my next question steers into who and when must anyone register for that? Is it is it applicable to trusts, companies, NPOs, self-employed persons, individuals, employed by employers? Um, is it compulsory from a certain uh, amount of turnover per annum? Or does turnover have no effect on it? Um, yeah, um, the prices for... Uh, for uh, a business to be a VAT vendor is that the Value Added Tax Act states that if you have in excess of a million rands worth of turnover in any given 12-month period, so not necessarily uh, January to December or a, yeah, or a normal a tax March to February kind of um, period, but any 12-month period, if your turnover exceeds a million, you are required to register as a VAT vendor. You can voluntarily register as a VAT vendor, but there's certain parameters that SARS needs to justify this voluntary registration. You have to have a minimum amount of revenue a month. It's so that they can 
get the guys that register and defraud the system out of the system. Um, yeah, you have to have bank accounts opened up in the name of the business, whether it's a sole proprietor or a, a closed corporation, a company. Um, there's, well, there's, there's a bunch of admin re- re- regarding that. But your main focus is a million rand of turnover, and you can do a voluntary registration if you want to. Jack, from experience, from your 25-year experience in your own business and your company, the, the line of business that you're in, a plumber, many plumbers out there are sole proprietors. They work for themselves, self-employed. or yeah. They may register a, a corporation, a closed corporation or a company for that matter, but they're still relatively small. It's only themselves mm. and maybe one laborer that works with them. Is it, in your experience, something that do they – often exceed that 1 million rand in any given 12 months? Or is it something that's very, very limited to only your larger companies for that matter? You know, in current current day expenses and uh, taking inflation and everything into account, it's not the most difficult threshold to, to, to get over is on a million rand turnover. Um, you can have... Very slim months for months at a time. Mm. And you can have one bumper month or two where you have a decent contract and that can push you over your limit to, over, to, over to register. So, yes, uh, you know, I think plumbers as such and plumbers are in, in demand. Um, yeah. They will most probably have a, have a, have a threshold of over a million um, and then then probably not the biggest um, plumbing yes. exercise or outfit there is. There's, there's big corporations and big um, franchise companies out there, and they do a lot more than that. And then there's the small oak um, that works from his house with his, with his one bucky, and um, they can also easily exceed that threshold. Without them knowing it necessarily, yeah. um, sometimes they don't want to know it. But <laughs> yeah, it all it happens. Yeah, you know it's always interesting to hear because many people uh, they they confuse turnover, you know, for for the annum or the twelve month period uh, with that that's your profit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And people yeah. always hear and they, their eyes will stretch wide open if you say. You mentioned a one million rand turnover, and they would go, "Wow, you're a millionaire!" But that mm. doesn't mean that your company makes. No, it doesn't. A, a, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Mil- because million uh, rand profit expenses, you can just think of what you need to pay wages and parts. Uh, you know, you need to buy stuff at your yeah. local hardware to go and fit it somewhere, and it, it's in your quote. It's not necessarily, mm. but you know, profit and turnover is too. Different things. Yeah. It's, 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 it's shocking. We are heading towards, uh, for our listeners and our viewers, we are heading towards a, uh, a quick ad break. But just, just before we go to the ad break, just to say that it's shocking how quickly we got to uh, a place where a million rand turnover is so so easily achievable. Yeah. Um, with, with things like you mix, aspects and factors that affected it, like inflation, high cost prices, and, um, you know, the cost of, of delivering services, what all the expenses are, etc. It's quite shocking because, like I said in previous times, when you mention the word million, 
you would think ex extremely expensive or extremely uh, rich and wealthy. Yeah. Whereas now it's become a common term. It's a common term, yeah. yeah. Jacques, we are running out of time for, for this section of the conversation. To our listeners and our viewers, we're going to cross over to a quick ad break. Again, please do stay tuned for them because they do bring value to you. They are made just for you. Jacques and I will be back right after this. Are you having questions about the Plumbing Industry Registration Board and the plumbing industry in South Africa? Well, then join us on the couch and in conversation with the industry experts to answer all your lingering questions about the plumbing industry. The PIRB remains committed to ensuring open and consistent communication within the plumbing industry. So, be part of the conversation. Send us your questions on email at communications at prrb.co.za or on WhatsApp on 079-833-6930. Become a part of the conversation today. Hashtag on the couch. Hashtag PIRB. Welcome back to this business-orientated episode of the Professional Plumber Podcast with myself, Willem Plopper, and my guest, Jacques Drosky. Now, Jacques and I, today in this episode, we were discussing, or are discussing, uh, VAT, value-added tax. Um, and just before we went into the ad break, we, we were talking about what taxes there are in South Africa, which of those apply specifically to business. We defined VAT, uh, value-added tax, what it is, uh, how it is charged, etc. Um, and then we also looked at, just before we went into the ad break, or right before we went into the ad break, we, we looked at uh, who must register for VAT, to whom does it apply, uh, when must you register for VAT, etc. Now, I wanted to quickly add on to that question, Jacques. Are there VAT exemptions? And if so, can you mention just one or two just a few examples, please. With exemptions, you are referring to exemptions regarding services and goods that uh, gets uh, provided to customers. Yes, there is there is exemptions on certain. I'm just referring it to my notes. Just uh, bear with me. Um, yes, there is certain non-fiable financial services that will not be vetable. Mm -hmm. um, there will never be a VAT charge on it. You will have education services by, from registered education institutions that will not have any VAT applicable to the service that's rendered. Um, residential accommodation does not carry a VAT charge. Mm. And any public transport via road or rail will also not have a VAT charge on it. Mm. Um, that, that'll be your main exemptions on, on the VAT. There might be some zero-rated and so on, but that's more exports and, and so on. Um, I don't think it's applicable to the plumbing at the moment. My, my next question to you would be, how does uh, the revenue services SARS, how, how do they receive the VAT? But before I ask you that question, um, off-air in our ad break, you and I said that um, certainly it must be understood uh, that the, it's, VAT is not the only tax that is applicable or that apply to companies and service providers, etc. So if we say that 
a company that owns public transport doesn't necessarily add VAT to the invoicing and the charges and the fees that are charged to uh, the consumers or the customers that use that service, the public transport. Certainly, VAT is not the only type of tax that that company must pay. No, no, no. It, it'll not be the only tax. And uh, value-added tax is, is, is a tax that's added to a service, but it's not your annual tax as such. Uh, a, a company that's registered to do road transport or education will also make a profit at the end of the year. Um, and then, then they'll be liable to pay a company's tax or an individual tax based on that specific legislation that covers um, annual tax. Mm. Um, so yeah, there is there is there's, there's more than one tax rolled yes. up into a, into a into a company or a business. Yeah, as if you can put because it that way. Would, you know, one would think to yourself if you say that yes, there are exemptions to say, well, if I if I own this type of company that provides this type of uh, service or product that is VAT exempt. Then uh, certainly I don't have to pay any taxes. No, no, that won't be the <laughs> don't case. Make, don't make that mistake. <laughs> the exemptions are are there to 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 safeguard public not to pay unnecessary value added tax on certain um, services that's necessary. Um, certain food items will be exempt. Certain, like I said, um, passenger. Uh, public transport and rail transport um, won't have that value-added tax levied so that it doesn't come to become too expensive for everybody to be able to to join into it. You know, yeah. I'm going to study for a degree or something. Everybody needs to have an equal opportunity, opportunity yeah. and the, that doesn't necessarily need to make it more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't Basic mean means. that that institution or that company is not making a profit for its shareholders oh, yeah. or its owners. And there, other the taxes, taxes are levied. Yeah. Very, very interesting. As I said to you, Ofe, and even well before we started this whole recording, I said to you, I am learning. And I hope that <laughs> I know for a fact that our plumbers out there, you know, our listeners and our viewers, um, are also learning as we are continuing this yeah. conversation. I'm learning. I mean, th- these are things that. That, that, that I needed clarity on for myself. Yeah. Um, I want to I shoot the next question. How does SARS get that money, the VAT? Because it's added onto the, the service or the product provider's invoice. In other words, the consumer pays it to the service and product the provider. Yeah. Um, but then something needs to happen to it so that SARS actually gets it. Do, do they? There's it- a yeah. You know, there's a whole process. Sorry for interrupting you. Um, there's a whole process that um, starts with a proper accounting system, obviously, so that you can keep track of what you invoice, who owes you the money, and what is the split between what is yours and what is SARS's money. Um, I always tell my clients that they must remember that value-added tax, the VAT that they add to the invoice, is not, it's not their money. Mm. It's the South African Revenue Services money. You're going to collect it for them when your client pays it into your bank account. Um, you have to have a proper accounting system set up to distinguish between what was the VAT that came in 
And of course, you're not going to just pay the bat that comes in. You have to pay to SARS and you have to buy products, sorry, and um, keep going with um, forking out expenses without giving some something back. Mm, because and uh, what, so, what, what the VAT system does is that when you pay your supplier their invoice, there's VAT on it, mm. um, whether it's a VAT vendor or not. So you only pay the net effect between what you get in from your client and what you pay out to your supplier. And that is why you've got a VAT return that you have to submit to SARS. Uh, it's called a VAT a VAT 201. Um, you're, either, you're either registered bi-monthly, so every two months, or you can be registered monthly depending on how big your turnover is. Sure. Certain companies have my, massive turnovers and SARS isn't going to wait two months for the that that's due to them, they want it monthly. You, you know, I, as a, as a pay-as-you-earn individual taxpayer, I pay. I, I put my return in at once every twelve months. Yeah. You're saying to me that it's different for VAT vendors. Yeah, VAT vendors. That's most most VAT vendors, or the majority of VAT vendors, will be registered on a two monthly basis. Yes. So they've got six VAT returns for a year that they have to submit. That VAT return will be the combination of input and output VAT so that you have a, have a net effect. You either claim money back from from SARS or you pay money over if you if you owe if, if you if you've collected more than you've paid out. I want to ask you quickly, you mentioned that um, you purchase goods, let's say a plumber for instance, they purchase a geezer that they have to install at a consumer's house. They pay VAT at the supplier, the supply store where they purchase that. That's correct. Yeah. Right. Is that part of the VAT that they claim back? Yes. Is it, it's that. So, in other words, otherwise, SARS is going to receive VAT twice. On yeah, this, on yeah, the same yeah. Thing. And, that's, and that's the whole, the, whole, the whole idea is that SARS doesn't want to put you in a position where you pay VAT, this guy pays VAT. And everybody pays yeah, VAT on the same Everybody pays VAT and what happens to the, to the in-between. Um, so, yeah, you, you're allowed to claim back on the purchases that you make that is in the running of your business. Um, you'll have capital expenditure and you'll have normal running costs. Mm. Uh, and on both of those, there's rules, obviously, um, what you can and cannot claim and so on. But the net effect will be your VAT return for a specific period. And VAT returns are a date driven so it'll be a march april period and you will pay your liability or claim back your liability at the end of the next month sure if it's a biannual return or period um, companies that's registered monthly they have this process every month so depending on how big they are Jacques, we, we, we are going to go into a quick ad break again. Um, we are also drawing a to a close of this episode. We are running out of time. Um, but there are two more questions that I do have for you just before we do close off this episode. For our listeners and our viewers, let's just cross over to another quick ad break. Please bear in mind that this, uh, this episode might be slightly longer than, than the normal anticipated 30 minutes. But um, there are two more very important questions that I want to ask Jacques uh, just before we close the episode off. 
Do stay tuned for this ad break. Remember, it's for your benefit. Um, it brings you information that may just be very valuable to you. Jacques and I will be back right after this. It's an exciting time to be a professionally registered plumber. The PIRB's leaderboard provides plumbers with the opportunity to be placed onto a ranking system to see how they perform amongst their peers around the country. This ranking system enables both plumbers and consumers to identify top local plumbers and monitor their performance nationally and regionally. Consumers will always look for the best and at the top is where you'd want to be. It is therefore very important to be dedicated to continuously upskilling yourself through continuous professional development activities. The CPD points you accumulate during the CPD program will allow you to be rated on the leaderboard as you grow. The ranking system runs on a three-month rolling average where you can find yourself at the very top by accumulating more points than your peers. Top-ranked plumbers also stand a chance to win prizes through a lucky draw, where winners are announced on the PIRB's Plumbing 101 shows on YouTube. Do not miss out on the opportunity to be highlighted as an elite plumber in South Africa. Start accumulating points and become one of the best. Get skilled, get rewarded. Welcome back to this business-orientated episode of the Professional Plumber Podcast with myself, Willem Plupper, and my guest, Jacques Drosky, in which we are discussing and talking about VAT, value-added tax. Um, just before we went to the ad break, uh, Jacques and I were talking about how does SARS get the VAT money? Um, because it is specified on your invoice when you invoice your customers and your clients your this, for the services and the products you render to them. Um, you, you add that VAT amount additionally to whatever your rates and your charges are and your expenses are. Um, but we talked about how do you then give that to SARS? How does SARS know? And Jacques mentioned that uh, most VAT vendors are registered for a bi-monthly or a two-monthly period that they have to submit their, um, their, their reviews, their returns, returns. Their returns uh, Every two months, some of them are registered for one month on a one-month basis. But now I want to ask Jacques, how is it submitted? Is it is it is it an online thing? Is it is it papers that you need to keep somewhere? And do you send them papers or do you keep records? No, the whole process is done via the source e-filing platform. And on this platform, you access your VAT two hundred one returns. You will populate it for the income portion and the expense portion. And obviously your accounting software that you use um, will give you, if it's set up properly, you will have a, a good idea of how to populate it. It'll give you the answer directly. And you populate it and you file your return via e-filing. Um, nobody does it um, manually anymore that I'm aware of, but... It's all done electronically on the e-filing platform. Regarding documentation, remember this is a self-assessment process. So you as a business is telling SARS, this is my VAT that I've, that I've gathered and this is my VAT that I've paid and I need to pay you the difference. SARS now says, okay, that's great. You tell me how it works, but 
I'm going to check you. Yes. Um, and I'm going to audit you. So keep your records because SARS is going to ask for it. Um, and if you cannot provide or prove to them valid claims against what you say you have uh, spent, they will disallow it and they will only try, they will only say, well, here's an assessment based on what you say your turnover was for that and we'll, we'll disregard we all the oh, expenses. You, you still owe Yeah, us. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, it can be costly. Um, so have a proper record-keeping system and keep your records. Mm. Don't put them in the cement bag or put them in the dash or the <laughs> cubby or the car. Keep them in a file and, you know, organize them. Because it's important. Yeah. And hence that fact, it was one of the last parts of that question that I wanted to ask is, is that certainly it sounds like by keeping that record, should there a discrepancy arise between what SARS's assessment says, because they're going to assess you on your self-assessment, they're going to check you up or audit you on that self-assessment. Should a discrepancy arise, then at least you have that, those records that you've kept on file. Yes. And you can provide evidence to SARS of whatever VAT you've already paid or what VAT that you have uh, claimed from your That's consumers. That's correct. They, 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 they'll ask you for certain documents to provide certain things. And your, in, and your documentation needs to be up to the standard to be able to claim your VAT back. Mm. Your company name needs to be on it. Your address needs to be on it. Your VAT number must be on your on your invoice. Um, your client's details also needs to be oh, on yeah. your on your on your invoice. Their address, their VAT number, their company information. If it's a company or whoever you deliver yes, the because to. without those information, SARS will disregard the claim and say it's an invalid tax invoice, mm. and you will pay it, but you won't be able to claim it back. Sure. Um, so make sure that wherever you buy from, they produce proper invoicing records for you to keep, mm. to claim back your VAT. Uh, I often see on invoices they ask, when they ask for your information to put on their invoice to you, um, they ask whether you're VAT registered and, mm. and not. It doesn't matter if they provide a service or a product to you, whether you are VAT registered or not. Doesn't matter, I mean, if no. a plumber comes into my house and he uh, needs my details on his invoice, it doesn't matter whether I'm a VAT vendor or not. Um, so it's not, they, they don't only have to provide their service and their product to other people who are VAT vendors. Yeah. They can provide it to anyone. Anyone. Yeah. Any, any company. So very important to have your VAT invoices but up, up to scratch. And, and make sure that the information on your invoicing and your records, to keep those records, so that for the instance that there mm. is a discrepancy, you can follow that procedure with the necessary, um, that process and that procedure with the necessary evidence. Yes, SARS is very strict on, on, on that that is claimed with incorrect. Do not submit a quote or a pro forma invoice. It needs to be a tax invoice and it needs to state tax invoice um, uh, it needs to, there's a there's a there's a list of things that um, well, it's on SARS's website under the VAT Act that okay. um, you can go and look up Jaco I've got a question here one a friend of mine owns his own business right and and he's he's in many cases said to me but you know what we have invoiced our customer to who we provide a product or service to but we have not received the payment from them yet but now I already have to submit my return to SARS 
and they're going to ask me to pay over those monies to them. Um, and it, but, but I haven't recovered the, the money from my customer yet because they've got a 30-day payment uh, agreement with me or whatever the case. Mm. What happens in those kind of instances? That is, um, that is very important to, to, to manage that cash flow or that cash flow expectation because SARS says that you declare your turnover based on your, on your invoicing mm. and that's date-based. So if you declare an invoice, if you submit the invoice that you give to your customer today and it falls within your two months but you haven't received your money yet, you still have to pay that back over because mm. it's invoice-based. Mm. Um, and it's very important, I think, for any business to have a proper cash flow management system going mm. in their business. Have a separate bank account for your business um, where you – Because one of the things, and I'm interrupting you now, one of the things that many of our service providers, our plumbers do out there is they they live out of the account into which the customers pay the invoices. Yes. They've got this one bank account. They don't separate business from personal mm. life. Then they consume the funds in there, the cash flow in mm. there. And then by the time that it is necessary for them to pay taxes, then they don't have those taxes in that account anymore because they've they've used it. They've used it to pay school fees and mm. buy groceries for the house. and Yeah, <laughs> pay, take the dog to the vet and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so that would be one of the tips that you would give for them is to have yeah, a proper, that, proper good. That usually happens when you've got a sole proprietor as a you know, business scenario. Going. When you have a company, you will have a separate bank account for yes. your company. That's uh, you know, a requirement. The, that's a requirement. So that'll be all right. But even within a company, you can still run into a problem if you do not manage your cash that's owed to SARS properly. And that's why proper bookkeeping system mm. and proper bookkeeping is necessary mm. to, to, to avoid the problem where you out of pocket. Mm. And the penalties for paying your VAT late is a 10% penalty on the day that it's late and then thereafter interest. Yeah. So it can, it can get seriously expensive. <laughs> For forgetting to submit and pay your VAT on time. And if you're out of pocket, you're still going to pay that fine yeah. whenever it's due. Interesting how you mentioned your VAT expectations. Because you know what you've, what you've, what you generally your turnover is in a two month period and what you generally invoice. So try to keep that in your cash flow because you know that you're going to may invoice X amount of, of services for, for the, for the month or whatever. Try to keep that in your cash flow somewhere so that even if you haven't received the funds from the payment from the customer yet, that you do have cash flow because you were expecting it. It was a, mm. it was a term that you used, yeah. your, your cash, your, your VAT ex, expectation. VAT, VAT expectation. You know, exp, you know, manage your, yeah. your VAT payment and your expectation on it. Jacques, I want to ask you quickly, and then obviously we also said um, – we also said making sure that the information on your on your uh, invoicing is correct um, about your own company, your own business, as well as that of your customer. Uh, bookkeeping, you your supplier. Sorry, your supplier. Your, your, your supplier. Yeah. Um, your another thing that you said bookkeeping, proper good bookkeeping, because many plumbers don't have a huge turnover. They don't have much profits to spend on something like a bookkeeping software or system, for that matter. 
Um, do people still do manual bookkeeping? You know, like having yes, the books that, yes, that we yes, had in, yes. in accounting yeah, school. Yeah, your old ledgers and <laughs> and and your cash books. Um, there, there is still people that do write up their books in this in this fashion. Um, sure. Mostly those bookkeepers, because they are proper bookkeepers. Mm. Um, they are actually very good and very accurate with 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 their bookkeeping. Um, the electronic versions might, if you're not trained in it, you might make mistakes um, or you might have your coding uh, incorrect. Mm. Um, it it does happen, or you miss something. So it it still it still happens that uh, a lot of there's a few people that still manage to do mm. handwritten bookkeeping. But the important fact here is that people should do it properly. They have to do it properly. It's one of the they, things to ensure that you don't run into you know, a surprise. There's a lot of products out there that's not that expensive. Mm. It's online, cloud-based. Your records don't get lost. Mm. Um, and it's not. it won't cost you an arm and a leg. Um, then you get service providers that will do it for you. Mm. might be a bit more expensive than when you do it yourself, but... And then you've got a few expert, experts then assisting. Jacques, let's wrap this up. Um, you just mentioned you get service providers to do things for you. You yourself, owner of your company. Yes, we um, do. You're that. a service provider. What if some of our plumbers, our listeners and our viewers out there want to get hold of you to make use of your services? Where can they go? Where can they find you? Oh, they can Telephone number, email address. Yeah, we, we, we've got, we've got a, a, a website, uh, Bosotrotsky.com. Uh, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can email us for inquiries at admin at Bosov's. It's admin at B O. It's B O S H O double F S, the plural form. That's here at ZA. Or they can phone us over on 012 to the reception. and um, they can log a query and we can get back to them. We do provide accounting services. We do all the services that we basically talked about uh, today. Um, yeah, we can definitely assist. Yes, Jock, I tell you, the, the, the things that I learned here today, the, the, the world that has opened up for me today. Um, no, and this is just scratching a, the surface. The surface of yeah, it. Um, this is not even, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. There's so much more to learn about oh. that. I think we should have a follow-up podcast. Get a, get a professor <laughs> in you and he'll keep you busy for a week. <laughs> yeah, but it was good having you on the show. Thank, thank you. you for the valuable information for the, that you shared. Um, I also know that time is money, so thank you for your time that you've, that no you've sacrificed to come and share this information Pleasure. with our listeners and our viewers. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks. To our listeners and our viewers, that concludes the conversation about uh, VAT between myself and Jacques, our guest. Um, but don't go away yet, because right after this, we'll bring you some interesting industry announcements. Stay tuned for that, but it's a goodbye from Jacques and myself. We'll see you later. The PRB's Roadshow for 2023 is almost at its end with only two more national cities to visit. Thank you to everyone who came to engage with us at the two different venues in the Eastern Cape last week. Our next stop is in the Western Cape at CTM in Worcester on the 13th of September and at Build It in Cape Town on the 14th of September. See you there.
It is a wrap for the PRB's annual Champions for Charity event of 2023, as the event was successfully hosted for the fourth time on the 5th of August. With that said, planning for the C4C event for 2024 is already underway. Here with a big hearty thanks from the PRB to every sponsor, contributor, participant, donor and attendee who helped to make the 2023 event such a massive success. We could not have done it without you. A special thanks to each of the participants, in other words the boxers. You showed heart by fighting the good fight and literally putting your chin out for charity. Donations toward charity beneficiaries of the 2023 event are still open. If you would like to be part of this great charity initiative, visit www.championsforcharity.co.za today and make donations to any of the beneficiaries. Download the AppPlumber mobile application today, play the scratch and win games thereon and stand the chance to win great prizes. Users each have two chances per day to play the PIRB's CPD rewards games on the app. Remember, the higher the level of tier of your CPD points, the grander the prize you stand a chance to win. Scratch and win on App Plumber and PIRB's CPD rewards, rewarding you for staying abreast in your trade and industry. Do you have any questions about the plumbing industry or the PIRB itself? The PIRB would like to answer them on our new show called On the Couch. Send us all your questions via email to communications at pirb.co.za or send them via WhatsApp to 079-833-6930.